Hi, I'm Kim Inslee, and thank you for joining us for Navigating Life Transitions, a podcast where we bring together advisors experienced in financial life planning to talk about ways to navigate life's biggest changes, challenges, opportunities, and decisions. We cover life milestones, anything from a growing family to losing a loved one, promotions to retirement, marriage to divorce, anything that could benefit from the guidance that a financial advisory team can provide. Today, we'll be talking about legacy. Now that's something very personal to each individual, and it can be emotional or difficult to think about, let alone talk about, but we're gonna do that. We'll discuss different kinds of legacies and how to plan one that leaves a lasting impact. Joining me are two advisors from JNBA Financial Advisors, serving clients in Minnesota, Florida, and throughout the United States. Elise Houston and Pat Moyner, who've helped many individuals and families think through what legacy means to them and how best to leave a legacy. It is more than our remaining financial assets. That's an important mm -hmm. part of it, and that's what people think. You know, you think of your legacy is how do I want to be remembered? How do, you know but it, it is a gift on many levels. So how would you describe it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the the monetary legacy really is that the financial assets that you leave behind, who you've left them to, what you're hoping that they will um, do for others. But there is the component of a, a personal or emotional legacy that's really attached to your values. You know, what causes are you passionate about? What charities do you feel, you you know, that you have a personal connection with that you want to continue to support, not only now, but also after you're gone? Whose life have you impacted? And mm -hmm. what lessons did you teach them that will hopefully, you know, shape future generations? Mm -hmm. So a lot of these are questions that we believe are important to think about and really start to frame up how you want to leave a legacy, depending on how you answer them. Because legacy really is personal to each individual. It's personal, and not everybody, you know, you think legacy, Pat, you think family, but it can be your community, right? You could be a single person with no living relatives whatsoever, but you can still leave a legacy to the community that you're a part of. For uh, people to, to have built a legacy and structured it in a way that is a lasting positive impact, again, either friends or family people who they love mm -hmm. uh, as well as causes that are near and dear to their to their hearts but you know it, so it can be a very comforting exercise to go through to have that impact even when you're not here yeah so i think of estate lawyers when i think about legacy mm -hmm. making sure your will is intact and whatnot as financial advisors, what do you add to that equation? Is it in lieu of? I mean, how do mm -hmm. I look at that as a client? We believe that it is important to maybe start those conversations with your financial advisor. Because again, there could be a component of this that is legacy while you're living and some that is at your passing, which is why it will be important to include the estate planning professional in the conversation. Um, but I know Pat, you and I, too, have had a lot of these conversations with individuals really starting off with us in, during our meetings with these individuals or families talking about legacy and estate planning. Good, good point, though. How do you start that conversation? Because people are, it's not easy, right? You have to think about 
your mortality. Right. So how do you begin right. that conversation? Well, we, we view ourselves as really more holistic or comprehensive, comprehensive financial life planners. And so we're really passionate about um, helping people live a much richer and fuller life um, that's in alignment with their values. So a lot of the conversation is around values, what's important to them. Uh, and whether it's later in their life or, or earlier in their life, you know, how can we help them develop a plan uh, that is in alignment with things that are important to them? And then looking at, all right, how do you then reach those goals, those mm -hmm. value goals based on the resources that you have, be they big or small? Mm -hmm. um, and you don't have to have a million dollars to give to leave a legacy because I do think that blocks people sometimes. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's just not enough here to make a difference. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, yeah, that's a that's I think a a big misconception at at times. I I know you you've must both of you have had clients say with special needs children and things like that where it takes you into this other community that you want to keep helping. Right. Right, and in fact, that reminds me of a, a case that I was involved with um, not too long ago where parents uh, who had a special needs daughter, mm -hmm. uh, they were able to build a group home. And their daughter ended up living in this group home with other special needs kids or peers, if mm -hmm. you may. And it was life-changing for the daughter. It gave, sure. gave her meaning. It gave her the feeling of being part of something something bigger. And um, uh, in talking to the parents, he was a very successful executive. He, he, he retired and he, he, he was talking about, he just had this feeling of just maybe being a bit empty or struggling with that transition from the business world to to retirement and you know one of the things that we do is you know we we help people self-discover and so hey you know let's talk more more about that and the conversations were, were, were ongoing what we noticed that what was giving them the most joy is the group home so we said hey let's you know let me let me challenge you let's 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 challenge you i think you can be bigger with this, and so long story short, they they began a charity that funds uh, the build out and maintenance of now several group homes and wow, and it's all it's all based on special needs, but these homes group people with similar special needs. So, so there's a lot of shared commonality. It's just, it's just fascinating. Wow, it's and it changed their retirement it gave them more meaning mm -hmm. so kind of a cool way cool more story. meaning that's mm -hmm. that's a legacy yeah. that's mm -hmm. and, and every parent with a child with special needs their biggest concern is what's going to happen right and they can go on knowing that their child will be taken right. care of and uh, so many others that's yeah, incredible I, yeah i would add too that then then there were follow-up discussions with the estate attorney to start tying more of this into their estate plan over overall mm -hmm. so again it was bringing in other professionals layering in those various components right. mm -hmm. i love that 
So you referenced this, Pat, in terms of challenging them to think a little bit bigger. That is is part of what you do, which mm-hmm. I think people I hadn't considered before, mm-hmm. that you will help guide them down that path. Yeah, exactly. I mean, not only is it thinking through maybe you know, the financial legacy and how to make most tax efficiently do that or how best to structure your estate documents to achieve that. But it's also thinking through other ways they could leave a legacy. We're all sort of creating our own legacies right now (laughs) as we're living day to day Uh with our families and our loved ones. But a lot of this legacy could also be tied toward, you know, tied into the stories that they carry with them, wisdom they've learned, their history, the family history, the knowledge that they have, but also clarity of intent. Uh, this is something that we we talk about a lot as well, is now in these examples that you have identified how you want to leave a legacy, who you want to give you know, your financial assets to, values you want to tran- transfer to future generations, it's then giving clarity and sharing that purposefully with your loved ones and those that are going to be helping to live that out after you're gone, it's a really tremendous gift to help them better understand why. You know, oftentimes we'll we'll be asked that question, why did mom and dad do this? I wonder why. I wish I knew what they wanted me to do. And it can sometimes create inaction mm-hmm. for the loved ones because they are afraid of maybe doing something that mom and dad didn't want. So really having conversations and being clear with you know, not only laying it out in the estate documents, but then also really truly bringing people into those conversations so that they can understand the purpose and intent. And we were talking earlier, you know, there's a there's a parent who may leave one child more than they leave the other child. And there may be a very good reason for that, mm-hmm. um, that one child may not have the means in order to, to survive well without that extra gift. Uh, but you also mentioned actually bringing people in for Mm -hmm. the conversation, sitting down with the various people who will be involved in this and facilitating that. Yeah, we we are big believers that that can be a really helpful component. That is a fraught conversation. (laughs) You know, there's there's always, you know, you're dealing with um, people's own comfort in sharing. Not everybody is always comfortable laying it all out on the table and being fully transparent with the, the resources they have. But if they're, they are comfortable with that, we find it to be extremely beneficial. Not only are you having an open dialogue with those individuals who are maybe the people named in your estate documents to be your executor or your trustee, but you are also talking with your loved ones, sharing again that intent with them, why things are structured that way. And then also you're giving them the benefit of introducing them to the professionals in your life. So that that way in a crisis moment when maybe, you know, at passing or somebody's in the hospital, they know who those, the attorney is, Mm -hmm. the tax professional, and then the financial advisory team. There's comfort and familiarity so that that way your loved ones can focus on being a family, grieving, being there for Mm -hmm. each other. And we can help work with the attorney or whoever else needs to be brought into the picture to execute those wishes that you've laid out as part of your legacy. Oh, I wholeheartedly agree. That is fantastic. Because I, my mother is, is in her 90s. I have names of people. Mm-hmm. She lives in a different state than I do. But I don't know these people. Right. So the, the ability right. to be face to face would be tremendous. Yeah. Right. I, I would add to that, 
um, giving family members the opportunity to express interest in, you know, maybe some smaller, tangible, personal property items mm, mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, they might be small, right? but they can have a real significant impact. Your toolkit, yeah. literal toolkit, you, Dad, and I worked together, and I remember building yeah, things with right. this toolkit, and that's right. one thing that I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you don't give family members the opportunity to express talk, that, yeah, express, yeah. Uh, and sometimes that can save some <laughs> some issues uh, upon upon <laughs> toolkit. I gave that to Goodwill. <laughs> right, yeah, right, right. Well, I want to talk about a different kind of a toolkit too, because when I think legacy, some people think, well, I have this amount of money and that is, if you don't have that tool of the pot of money, there are other tools you can use when thinking about a legacy. Right. Yeah. So, so without having significant assets, there's still things that you can do. Um, you can, uh, uh, open a donor advised fund, uh, 529 plans for college savings have the ability to have contributions go in on an ongoing basis, mm-hmm. be they bigger, big, big or small, uh, UTMA, uh, UTMA accounts, uniform trust to minor accounts. They're oftentimes referred to as uh, custodial accounts for, oh, for sure. minors. All, all these don't require significant assets and a little bit can go a long way yes you know you have absolutely. a few couple thousand dollars in there and that can help uh, somebody with part of their tuition bills it can right. help mm-hmm. somebody you know buy into that car they need to have mm-hmm. after college right. i mean that that's that's a bigger gift than people yeah. realize yeah and and the other thing of note is donation of your time mm-hmm. Vol- volunteering so i'll share another uh, story. So uh, a woman who I know, a single mom, worked multiple jobs to raise her kids, um, did her level best to help help with some college expenses, uh, saved, uh, was able to save enough to have a decent, decent retirement, but she had a really strong feeling about leaving, leaving a legacy, but she just was disappointed or frustrated, if you may, that she didn't have the financial wherewithal to make it a meaningful legacy build. And so talk to her, you know, at length and we, we there, there's exercises that we can take clients through, especially retirees that just helps them kind of view things on a much broader scale. Sometimes it can be helpful in legacy build. She, uh, it became very eventually, she had a real passion for, um, Feeding the hungry, taking mm. care of the of the of the of the poor. Long story short, she ended up joining an organization. She began volunteering at an organization that packaged uh, high protein, dry meals, and then these packets you add water on the other end. They mm-hmm. they they're shipped to to third third world countries. Over time, to see the impact that she had within the organization. Uh, from an operation standpoint, they expanded further over, over overseas. You know, she found that she had a real niche for fun for fundraising. Again, it was the gift of her time and her passion sure. that made all the all the difference in the world. And what an incredible 
impact on not only the organization, but the people that it, that it serves. So that's, I love that story. So we've talked about, Elise, we've talked about the financial part of it mm-hmm. um, and kind of touched on this. And I love Pat's story. You are more than your wallet. There's so much more that you can give that can be more valuable than, than money. And that extends to what we can leave our loved ones that have nothing whatsoever to do with money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That is um, a really great point because it is more than just your money. It's, again, thinking through the values, the lessons you hope people learn from you, and it's really being purposeful in sharing that. Um, you know, I we recently do what we we lost my grandfather, and he had left letters very clearly identifying not only what he wanted to have happen, um, but he documented some stories, favorite songs. He And he wrote at the end a thank you to the family for making his life so rich and all that he felt we had taught him as well. And it was quite a gift. I mean, far greater than any amount of money it could have been. It's a piece of him that we'll be able to keep for forever. So that's where I think too, you know, it's harder to think about, as you mentioned early on, it is hard to think about your mortality and really put pen to paper, Mm -hmm. but the impact you will have and the gift that you will leave for your loved ones by doing that is tremendous. Um, Kind of due to that and then through just maybe being privy to watching other families navigate through losing a loved one and the roles that we play in their lives. Mm -hmm. I have seen it play out with other families too, where they have this letter or this tangible handwritten note that they stumble across as they're cleaning out mom and dad's house that they find and how valuable and meaningful that has been to them. So I have started to do some of that myself. I think there's never, you know, you're, you're never too young or there's never a wrong time to start really documenting what you want people to know, what they've done for you, the impact they've had on your life, saying thank you, um, being really purposeful with that is Mm -hmm. important. And even for myself, I've been writing down letters, uh, things that I feel my own kids have taught me, the, you know, how they've enriched my life, how they've added value to my life, putting it in their memory box that I know someday they'll stumble upon them. And I hope that it will remind them just how important they are because they are some of my greatest assets, right? They are what makes me me now, and I want them to understand that that's important, same as my grandfather did for us. So there is so many ways to think through the legacy you leave, and it really is about you and what's been important to you, what has shaped you. Maybe it is a charitable cause, maybe it's your loved ones, and then conveying that to people. And I would say those letters, those are hugely important, especially now, because nobody writes letters anymore. Yeah, <laughs> right. I know. I saved all the letters my when I was in college. You wrote letters because you couldn't call because it was long distance and it was right. expensive, right? <laughs> so I have these letters from my parents, which I have saved, and I don't think that they wrote them with any thought of legacy in mind. Right. So they probably say something a little different than yours to your kids. <laughs> But the point is, if you don't take that step now, your kids will never have that because it's not a natural step to take. Right, right. You have to be purposeful with setting aside time and really thinking through that. And, you know, I think an easy framework when you're thinking about, how, you know, what should I document or what would be important to pass along? Some things to consider is just really writing a thank you statement. Thank you for and documenting what you've been thankful for, maybe who you've been thankful for throughout your life and really memorializing that. 
you know, if there were three things you feel you learned or that you know to be true after living your life, what are those things? I, I bet you a lot of the people that you have been important to them would love to know what you've learned and what three things that you want to make sure others learn too. And then also just the most important thing in their opinion is, and just sharing that. In that will be a lot of, again, your values, Mm -hmm. intent, what you hope people will have learned from you through the course of your lifetime. But that in, in and of itself is a good starting point just to try to Put pen to paper and share. Mm-hmm. And you can include that with your will. You can include that with your estate documents. You could share that with your you know, financial advisors and we could have that available to then give to your family. Um, and you don't necessarily have to wait till you're passing to say these things. You can do it during your lifetime as well and let people know how they personally or an organization has maybe changed your life. Your will shouldn't just be the business end of it. Correct. And you've termed this an an ethical will, something that you can leave behind your loved ones. Exactly, yes. I love that. I love that. Well, I want to thank you both. Thank you. For being here and talking about a subject that's, frankly, a little hard to talk about. Mm -hmm. But I imagine once your clients do this and it's kind of set, they must feel so much relief. Thank you, audience, for listening to, and we do hope that you will tune into our other Navigating Life Transitions podcast, and be sure to help yourself to the free resources on JNBA's website, which is jnba.com. And if you want to talk more about creating a legacy that represents your values and goals, or maybe you just want to learn more about how JNBA can help you with your financial life goals, give them a call. The number is 952 844-0995 or you can use the contact form on jnba.com to schedule a complimentary no obligation call with their experienced and multi-generational team. Thank you again for listening. I'm Kim Inslee and as always look forward to navigating more life transitions with you on our next podcast. Important disclosure information. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Therefore, it should not be assumed that future performance of any specific investment or investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or undertaken by JMBA financial advisors or any non-investment related content made reference to directly or indirectly in the podcast, will be profitable, equal any historical performance levels, be suitable for your portfolio or individual situation, or prove successful. JMBA is neither a law firm nor a certified public accounting firm, and no portion of its services should be construed as legal or accounting advice. Moreover, you should not assume that any discussion or information contained in this podcast serves as a receipt of or as a substitute for personalized investment advice from JMBA. Please remember that it remains your responsibility to advise JMBA in writing if there are any changes to your personal, financial situation or investment objectives for the purpose of reviewing, evaluating, revising our previous recommendations and or services, or if you would like to impose, add, or to modify any reasonable restrictions to your investment advisory services. A copy of our current written disclosure brochure discussing our advisory services and fees is available upon request. The scope of the services to be provided depends upon the needs of the client and the terms of the engagement.